Two brothers on their way. Two brothers on their way. Two brothers on their way. One wore blue and one wore gray. One wore blue and one wore gray as they marched along their way. The fife and drum began to play. All on a beautiful morning. One was gentle, one was kind. One was gentle, one was kind. One came home, one stayed behind. A cannonball, don't be no mind. Cannonball, don't pay no mind if you're gentle or if you're kind. It don't think of the folks behind all on a beautiful morning. All on a beautiful morning. Today's presentation. Of the three o'clock parade is presented by Adventures Out There Travel. Adventures Out There Travel provides discounts. You can contact Becca, that's B E K K A, at adventuresoutthertravel.com to help you find discounts, provides concierge level service, and help you plan the most beautiful vacation of your entire life. That's why Adventures Out There Travel is the official travel partner of the three o'clock parade. Kungaloosh, Viva Gaia, and welcome to 3 O'Clock Parade. Professor Daniel Miller here in Orlando, drunk at Disney. I was trying to tune in Rhiannon. We have yet to find her. Someone said she might be working, but that's hard to believe because she at some point had beer at work. Wow, that sounds about right. But that guy right there, of course, is oh. Skipper Dick Ritchie. Hello there. From the Bay Area. Oh, yeah, the Bay Area. I actually tuned in. I listened to our last episode today when I was listening for a little bit, and we were talking about how cold it is. It's much better now. Just I know you were worried about us, Skip. I was. Uh, the funny thing is, I forgot to post that on Sunday. I just happened to post it this morning. Oh, was that what morning. up today? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Normally, I do it Sunday morning while I'm drinking coffee and watching cartoons. And uh, this Sunday, I guess I just slaked out. So there oh, you go. Cool. Well, good. Well, I'm getting excited. I've got a big weekend coming up. Uh, some friends are coming from out of town. And I've always wondered how this is going to work. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about the the you know the new edition, Rise of the Resistance, and how they have, uh, you know, it's been a, a little bit of a hassle. People having a lot of controversy on how they get in with the, you know, the boarding groups. And I, uh, I have some friends coming out of one day, one park tickets, one time. They have one shot to get this boarding group, yeah, and no uh, I'm feeling extremely confident that I can shepherd them with no problems directly onto that ride on Friday morning. What? Oh, Skip, what was that? I, oh, I just got a text alert that someone's talking about virtual queuing on the internet, what? and who are you clowns? Oh my god, it's Derek Bergen! Oh. Hello, Bergen. Three o'clock parade radio is still in business. Oh, and thriving. Back um, and better than ever, baby. You know it. 
e-ticket report is gone. Three o'clock parade lives. This must be like how people who love Obama feel right now with Trump in office. Oh. <laughs> so, Skip, you can relate. You can relate. Yeah, to I can totally guy. relate. Those poor e-ticket bastards. I'm sorry. I know. So, of course, Derek Bergen has to chime in when I mention the greatest addition to the history of theme parks, virtual queuing in the boarding groups. And I don't have much time to talk because I have to get up early to rope drop DHS. Uh, so basically <laughs> bedtime's in about an hour from now. <laughs> it is it is weird though, because I am I don't typically plan to do I'm 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 planning for people who are coming on a one day one park ticket from Wisconsin. And um, you know, you're doing a full day. You know, they started texting me like, "Should we do multiple?" Because you know, they want to do Universal and and um, Star Wars Land, and I'm like, "Should we do a one day one park or one day park hopper?" And I'm, I go, "Have you checked to see how much those costs yet?" <laughs> are they gonna? This is Wisconsin. Are they gonna be the type that show up at Universal with a park hopper, thinking it gets into uh, <laughs> Disney and Universal? Because I yeah, always get behind those people in line. <laughs> The, like the walk of shame when you have to walk Those back. Those are my to favorite people. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, they, they yeah they might have had they not. I mean he, this is this is the the test of people who would like they they don't know how any of this works. They just know that Harry Potter is at Universal, which is a which is a step above the general public. And um, yeah, and they that, also have virtual queuing where you don't have to get up at six a.m. in the morning. You can <laughs> literally just show up in the afternoon and be able to get your virtual. They do not have that. Allow me to introduce you to Jimmy Fallon and Fast and Furious oh, well, Supercharged yeah. Drunkie. Nobody writes just, those, though. Not to mention the <laughs> only first... I'm going to beat this dog. Uh, first Man, ever <laughs> Water theme park with Universal's Volcano Bay. Oh, I do like that. I do <laughs> like that. So, uh, well, that'll be interesting. So I'm, I'm actually... Well, it is funny, though, because my parents... Derek knows of this because I was... Uh, texting him separately during this entire time like similar happened this last week skip my uh my aunt and uncle from michigan came down and they were coming in one day one park to hollywood studios to do the new stuff and i'm trying to tell my dad had yet to do it with my mom either well the so <laughs> that's not right? weird i believe that no i believe it's it's true that's after you, after you drunky i don't think they'd ever do it again <laughs> <laughs> so you know, my dad is a very detail oriented, so he's asking me lots of questions about how it's going to be done. And I'm like, you know, it's really you break it down. I mean, and the concept is very simple. It's just the execution, because it really is. They're like, well, what? It doesn't matter when you get there. It doesn't matter. You just have to put yourself in a position to be there at seven zero 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 one when um. When all hell breaks Which you, you're never at any theme park. You make it sound like this is total natural business for anybody who goes to theme parks. Even Disney rope dropping people weren't there at 7 a.m., even for Pandora. Dude, I don't know why it has to be so early. That, that part doesn't make me very happy, but. Did you tell them, but, wait a second, forget about the time. Do you have a My Disney Experience account? Are they linked? Are your tickets no. linked? No, it absolutely. That's exactly how it went down. I'm like, Dad, here's the deal. Here's what you got to do. Because my aunt and uncle are coming down. They haven't been to Disney in 15 years. And I'm like, you know, thankfully they were into trying this, you know, getting this going ahead of time. Because I'm like, each of you, what I've learned through just process of elimination of Disney or just history of Disney Experience Plus, 
it's way better if everyone has their own account. Like I've heard, I've tried with adding people to mine and it, it ends terribly. It never works. So, so yes, the first step was having everyone get their own. And that's what I'm doing with these guys from Wisconsin too. I'm like, first step, get everybody to buy, to do their individual, my magic experience accounts. And then Buy the tickets on the app so it's automatically linked to the day you're going. And then it's actually been pretty smooth since then. <laughs> Skipper, it, could, it couldn't be easier. Couldn't be easier. <laughs> then you make sure you're at 7 o'clock. Then you got to make sure you're off Disney Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, that was the question I had. Because when I went on New Year's Day, I was not the guy – that was in charge of the app. That was Mr. That was Scott D. He had the he had the app, so I didn't know when it came down to it whether Wi-Fi or no Wi-Fi was better. That's what I was not, and I'm being told that no Wi-Fi is better than Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's better than no oh, Wi-Fi in general is better than Disney's Wi-Fi. Just that's a life lesson. Well, my personal Wi-Fi here at the house is probably a step below that. <laughs> oh, we, I don't think anyone's ever talked about what would happen. I mean, you're all there. Uh, everyone's there at 7 a.m. because you all have to be in the park. This isn't like Fast Pass, where uh, some, the old Fast Pass legacy system, where you one person can go in with five tickets and get all the Fast Pass, and everybody else meet later. You all have to physically be in the park after scanning your magic bands. What if four of you did the exact same thing? You all put in for the the party of six or whatever, uh, party of five, uh, and all tried at the same time. Do we have any idea what would happen in that case, or did you try that drunkin? As long as one person gets in. All the rest, you know, do, do. I've only done it one time at this point, so I don't know. I, I'm not, and I'm, I'm, I've still only done it one time, so I'm not in that like, hey, let's try new things mode yet. Right. Like, <laughs> let's see what will work. Yeah, if you're if you're busting your ass to get there at 7 a.m., I'm not in the mood to like, let's play around with this thing, let's try something different, because you, you, we do know what works. I have still yet to hear of anybody who showed up with the plan, showed up at seven, and did not get one. I haven't heard of anybody that that's happened to. I do, I do, I did enjoy that you conveniently waited a week before admitting your parents got in the '90s for a boarding <laughs> showing up. At but now I want to know what my parents did because I <laughs> talked to my friend, my friend Jody Cab, or skip our friend Jody Cab, and she got like six or something like that the same day. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, what do you do? I told you to be there at seven oh 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 one. What are you doing? But isn't it based on when you go through the like? No, you have to no, go that, the that's the gate, magic right? of it, Skipper. It has nothing to do with that. A person, you could be oh, sitting out in, in the the turnstiles for an hour at six o'clock. Uh, you're the first person there. You're scanning your magic band, and literally, uh, Drunky, who was sleeping one off the Swan and Dolphin, walks in, staggers in at seven a.m., gets there, and he's forty groups ahead of you just because it's a random, you know, luck of the draw. Oh, it's random. I thought. Well, I, 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 is, are we sure it's random, or it's just it literally is just as they are tapped in? I mean, I, no, I, I just can't imagine that if I was first, they put me fiftieth. Not not tap in on the the magic band. You're, when you no, I mean out of the, the actual app, app. Yeah. like. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it has something to do with the, the, the whoever's using the Wi-Fi, the speed of your network, whatever you know. The, the stuff, other yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure that has you know definitely something to do with it. But it's not has nothing to do with right. what time you got into the park, where you're located, uh, like in the line. So, that's, and I think a lot of people are having a hard time to adjust to that because that's counter uh, everything we've been doing in the, at least Walt Disney World over the last you know 40 years. Oh, absolutely, it's completely different. I mean, that is there's no question about that. And and um, but. It's been interesting to watch. Like I, 
but I, I, I really do like the fact that you can, I mean, I know people will say you can't, but I say you do, as long as you follow the, the plan, you do control, you can, if you, you don't, if you show up that day, I want to ride today. And I didn't know yesterday I wanted to ride, but today I woke up and I want to go. I've not heard of anybody that showed up on time and didn't get one. You like it so much that you've never done it again. <laughs> I'm going on I'm going this week. I'm going this week. Oh, I don't wake I don't wake up. Dude. Oh God. I went to um I told these guys I I walked uh, I went and I rope dropped the Hagrid's ride. I woke up just like really early one morning. I'm like, I'm just going now. I'm leaving. I just I didn't even know what time it was. I woke up, I started went to the car, got in, I showed up and you know, it just it is a it, that one starts at normal time, eight o'clock at least. Skipper, mm. Drunky is literally the minister of disinformation on Hagrid's. Has consistently been saying, "I don't want to wait three to four hours." He finally bit the bullet, stood in line, and was in and out of the park within forty-five minutes. So everything he's been telling people on Twitter has been completely wrong about Hagrid's. Oh, I, did, I, I didn't say that because I did the first time I went, it didn't open all day. <laughs> I went cold. there. My, we took we took a day off. This is D&D and I. She's the one who's more mad than me because she we took a day off and she already has a very strong leaning towards Disney over Universal. And on the way out, she's like, "This is why I don't do this shit." No, it's brilliant. <laughs> she's a keeper. <laughs> so she let's keeper. let's have her try Rise Resistance on Disneyland. I heard it's running great out there. Man. That oh, is... I have friends that were just there that didn't like. They knew it was open, but they didn't know the the whole policy. And they just showed up at one o'clock, thinking, "Yeah, we're gonna get on rise. No big deal." Didn't happen. Yeah. They were sad. Yeah. Well, they have done a terrible job of just speaking. If you're saying I'm the 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 minister of misinformation on Hagrid's, well, Disney is the <laughs> the minister of no information when it comes to this. Um. Yeah, no, you've had the Orlando Sentinel uh, people on Twitter, Josh, EZDW, they, they point out that there's nowhere on the main pages uh, at Walt Disney World that, you know, the, the, the random person who's not in touring plans, they're not buying the unofficial guides, they're not listening to podcasts, you know, they're probably going to Walt Disney site. There's nothing about boarding passes on these main weird. sites. You're just walking into a buzzsaw uh, when you get there. That is weird. I do find that extremely odd. They've handled it extremely odd from the beginning when the very first day they were like, well, we will give it to people to show up at 5 a.m. Sure, take it. <laughs> so let's so, go. <laughs> and then people that show up, even like they were out before the park even opened. No, what, the the first couple of days, the uh, because of course it's Revenge of the Bloggers, and you know if we find a, a loophole, we're going to abuse it. As soon <laughs> as they got their boarding pass and got into the ride, they quickly made another one so they could get back. And the other people got screwed. The ones at the front of the park. It's just insane. It really they is. They finally insane. put a lockdown on that after about a week. Yeah, it really is insane. Like I don't. The yeah, the way they've they've managed it has not always been ideal. But uh, but I'm gonna. I'm a publicly saying I'm going on Friday, and I'm fully hoping we can get a boarding pass. But. You know, I do think for real, as long as I as long as we're there by seven oh 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 one, I I'm gonna be blown away if we don't get a boarding pass. So well, be... I'm setting my clock right now so I can watch on Twitter and I am praying that you don't get a boarding pass. So we'll have I know you equal are amounts praying for and against, so we'll maybe we'll see we'll counter out that out. I know you're praying. You said today, today, Skip, you won't believe it. I, I mentioned this, and he goes, he says, oh, I, I good luck. I go, you're lying. You are not wishing me good luck. You want this? 
He 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 whispered bad. Yeah. Bad he his, he's like, I've got my fingers crossed behind my back. I'll trade you a boarding pass for a clipper card. What do you think? Nope. Nope. Is <laughs> the only member of Disney Twitter that has a Clipper Club card. I will um, keep that to myself. <laughs> Skipper Richie, I'm moving on. Believe it or not, are you excited? You can now use Apple Pay to purchase your Max Pass on the Disneyland app. I am super excited about that because yeah. it was driving me crazy that they didn't let me do that. I don't get it. What? What? If, I don't. I guess I just don't get what. Like you, you had to use like a regular credit card. Yeah, you had to actually, you know, like a like a like a peasant. You had to go in and type Ace in your information. <laughs> yeah. Do, do people still use PayPal? Is that the? Is that um. I had to buy something with PayPal recently, and it felt dirty. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was like paying with change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I felt like I would like you know I just like. You just drop a whole bunch of pennies, and you're like, I hope this covers it. <laughs> oh. In an actual shocking um, technological advancement for Walt Disney World, did you see this? That now if you're talking to, um, you know, on, if you call the number to, like, I need some help with my, uh, my reservations and stuff, they can actually, you can share your screen, and they can, like, walk you through it on your screen. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's new, like, literally, like, this day or two. So, no, rather than... No, nothing wrong could ever go go bad with that. <laughs> I, 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 what, what do you guys, like, people always say when they're trying to get um, uh, support, they're like, oh, all I want to do is talk to a person. And I'm the kind of person, I'm like, the last thing I want to do is what can I do to avoid talking to a person? Yeah, I hate talking to people. <laughs> can Especially, I talk to a robot? I just feel like, and you can tell right off the bat, like, as soon as they say hello, you're like, oh, this person's not going to be helpful. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and hang up and try again. It was worth the 20-minute wait. Yeah, you absolutely can. Uh, It could just tell you're not going to understand what I'm, my problem is here. (laughs) But I really have not tried, and my dad, this was, this is, I didn't know the answer, because a lot of these things I don't. I really don't know the answer to when my dad was asking me questions. He's like, cause I was like, well, you do want to get in the park with, since, since you're with Ron and Karen who don't have um, annual passes, this is a single day ticket. I don't know how that, I, I think it'll be fine, but get in there enough time. So you could maybe get somebody to help you. He's like, well, who could help me? I'm like, I really have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like there's going to be 7,000 people in guest relations already. Cause there is on any day. Yeah. That that is, I would probably say, the one thing Disney did right in all of this is probably they knew everything stunk, so they overloaded the amount of cast uh, guest services members. Uh, they have the new people dressed in blue. Uh, they have a special yeah. name, guest assistants or yeah, something like yeah, that. They're yeah. just out there in droves. Uh, so I think they knew they they knew in their meetings well ahead of time they were not prepared for this. Everyone's going to hate this. Uh, so they have the people in the parks to help. I'm sure guests relate. I hope. Uh, guest relations, the buildings are overstocked because I'm sure so many people are just complaining nonstop throughout the day about this. Uh, so they, at least they've added more cast members in that capacity. Oh. Well, you're, well it, it, when there's when there's too many people to ride a ride, you're going to have at one at some point in the day, people are going to be upset. And here they're just front loading all the people upset versus if it was a regular line, you would have people showing up at three in the afternoon and it's a six. hour. You know, 
you're gonna people are just gonna be pissed regardless because they you want to just show up and ride. That's what people want, and if you can't do that, they're not gonna be too happy. So but get everybody pissed off. I was gonna say I think that's why they're doing it early though, so that yeah. like no. you you get there and they're like you still can't get on today, but you can go do something else. No, they're they're doing it early specifically because they, their system would not be able to handle a nine o'clock open with the amount of people <laughs> trying to log on because they know. And this is the reason rope dropping in general has been like the number one touring plan tip at touring plans on a few guys. Anybody who does these type of things, that's your number one thing because most people can't do it for whatever reason. And a lot of times it's just because kids, if you have kids, it's really hard to get, you know, your stuff in order to get them out of there and into the park and all blah, blah, blah. Now go even earlier. Uh, So Disney knows their system is not ready for people to start overloading it at a normal park time. So that's why they're doing it at 7 a.m. It has nothing to do with altruistic reasons. It's because they it would shut down and just be unusable and no one would be able to get on at all at 9 o'clock. Yeah, it would be interesting. And, well, yeah, I mean, uh, Magic Kingdom, the uh, number one rule is rope drop the Magic Kingdom. For the first two hours, you can do whatever you want. Right. And Skipper, has, only, he, he keeps saying, oh, just go do something else. Yeah, that's great. At Disneyland, we have 50 rides. There's four rides in Disney Hollywood Studios. <laughs> there's nowhere well, no, else to go. I think they're sending you to a different park at that point, though. You're yeah. like, oh, I, I don't have anything to do. I'm going to go to Epcot. Yeah, have, um, you been to, have you been on Pandora yet? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but you can't get on that because you don't have a fast pass anyway. Um, damn it. What was I going to well, say? Yeah, the, the only thing we ever rope drop is St. Patrick's Day. Disney yeah. trained people that, I mean, even if you didn't have a fast pass, you're going to get on a ride. As long as you don't mind waiting, as, if you get in the, the line for yeah. a mine train for a passage at one minute before the park closes, you're going to ride. And Star Wars Rise of Resistance is the first time they said, no, that you're not riding if you do not have this yeah. boarding pass. <laughs> it is a complete uh, 180 difference to how they've really trained their own yeah. guests. Like, it it absolutely is because i I really think this started this is well obviously we're talking about this particular ride um this started you know 10 years ago or more when all they make are high demand rides now that's it so they're marketing everybody come to walt disney world there's how many people are on property at any given day and every single one wants to ride one ride that day and, um, you know, these ultra high, they're not saying here, come to visit Hollywood studios. They're saying, come ride, rise of the resistance. So there's, it, it just, and this they, happens on all these high demand rides and it's just, I don't know. And they've been I've noticed their marketing is not visit Epcot. capacity rides. I mean, great movie ride. And yeah. you might have hated lights, motors action in the, in the uh, back tour. These were all people eating type attractions. Yeah. And they got rid of them for really slow loading and non-people. Like, Slinky Dog's great, and Rise of Distance is great, but it's not taking many people. More people are coming in because there's more – the building hotels definitely nonstop in those 10 years. Uh, so the, and the, the allure of a Disney vacation being so popular. So when you add tons of more people in and your rides are getting less capacity, that's a bad combination to have. I think Skip said something very important. That the, What's the most important thing to rope drop, Skip? I said the only thing we ever rope drop is St. Patrick's Day, and we have a hard time getting there on time. And it even, <laughs> you know, the Rosen Crown actually opens after the park. Yeah, it's like 11, 11.30. And, and we're still scrambling to be there by what, by 11. We're like, oh, God, hurry. <laughs> it really is. Oh, my gosh. It is crazy, though. Like, this early, this the, when it's 7 a.m., I mean, I'm already thinking about Friday, and I'm already tired. Um, yeah. 
because I'm also going to this thing at House of Blues that night. So it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. But but I do want to ride this thing. This thing is the coolest ride ever. It's the coolest ride ever. Are we talking about Hagrid's or Rise Resistance? <laughs> They're both awesome. <laughs> I will say. No, I, no, no, no. I haven't been on either of them, so I'm really pissed off right now. Skip. Oh, my God. We got to get you on this thing. Dude, do you think, even... in all seriousness, do you think your first time riding will be here in March, or will you get to Disneyland between now and then? So, I I had put aside some money to go to Disneyland either this weekend or next week, you know, maybe for my, my birthday in February. And then uh, Aaron, who knows everything and is never incorrect. He's from Los Angeles. Because uh, he's from Los Angeles. He, uh, he sent me a link to... I don't know. I, and it, maybe it was just a way to steal $500. I really don't know. Cause all I got back, all I got back was an email, but, uh, he sent me a link to a charity thing at Pixar, um, to go see the uh, premiere of Onward, like their next movie. Yeah. And, uh, it's like, it's supposed to be like a VIP event where you tour Pixar, you, uh, you have like some sort of like party, dinner thing and then you watch the movie so the money that i was going to spend to go and spend a weekend at disneyland uh i basically you know i used apple pay to get an email saying that i sent somebody five hundred dollars <laughs> uh, did you have to pay, do you have to pay extra for john laster to grab your ass or is that excluded <laughs> with that five hundred dollars i'll tell you what i met laster multiple times and never once did he grab my ass I'd feel insulted I, if I were you, Skipper, with that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think he has discriminating that, taste. <laughs> well, no, because I don't think he got in trouble for grabbing ass. I think he got in trouble for, like, the long hug. And I think it was me. I think that's where he learned it from. I'm like, come here, Papa. I got you. You are a long hugger. <laughs> I am a long hugger. You are a long yeah. hugger. Speaking um, of long hugs, is Bergen coming out for St. Patrick's Day? Oh, that'd be great. I feel now that E-Ticket is gone that, like, any bad blood between us has, has dissolved. No, there's still the clipper card conundrum. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what a clipper card is. And I'm not talking about you and Drunky or you and the the, the three o'clock parade. I'm talking about you and I. No, no more of that. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, we're cool. We're cool. Yeah, we're yes. great. And that's what I'm saying. You should totally come out. It's super fun. No, there's idea. a good chance because I love uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day falls into uh, Flower and Garden, which is one of our favorite, uh, one of our favorite festivals. There's so many festivals down here, you can actually have favorites. Yeah. Uh, but we really enjoy the Flower and Garden, so we we're planning on going. I have got March, so maybe I can try, try to time it around that time. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. It's it's a Tuesday. Uh, when you say we, are there children involved? <laughs> Just baby doll and a pup, a pup that I have to hold while podcasting so he doesn't bark. Mm. All right, all right, all right. That, that's fine. <laughs> That's fine, because as drunk people say, kids definitely do show up, but some of the people that hang out can get a little... Yeah, it's just not a fun time for them either. That's really what Yeah, it it, is. it's hard for the kids. On it's mostly just standing around at bars, well, and I know as Drunky books uh, ADRs for 10-year-old birthday parties at Ohana at 10 p.m., I know his tricks uh, well, make the worst life imaginable for kids at the theme parks. It's half price. <laughs> it's half price. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. When you take kids at 10 p.m. to Ohana, you get to eat in peace, and the kids just sleep, and they don't. you don't have to pay for them. That's what we got on the 16th, baby. Perfect. No, on the 14th. 14th. Perfect. Late oh, night Ohanas. Uh, what are, are you still doing St. Patrick's Day on St. Patrick's Day, right? Are you doing that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really throwing me off here. 
No, Very. well, we arrive on the 14th, so it's late night Ohana's. St. Patrick's Day is on the 17th. Okay. Proper. No cookout this year, though, because we didn't get a cabin. Oh. It's a shame. Wow. Oh. Drunky, yeah, and, and Skipper, you're, Skipper, you're not here that much, but there's a large contingent and growing on Diz Twitter that are very anti-Ohana. I am Team Ohana and will stand Ohana. I love how, Ohana. Yeah. I, I disagree with the turn and burn on the tables, but in terms of the, the still the experience, I think is good enough uh, to make it one of my favorite places at Walt Disney yes. World. Are they allergic to shellfish? Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> we hate Ohana as they serve shrimp. See, yeah, this is my problem with a lot of the food discussion on social media is it always gets boiled down to like what's on your plate. Like I could get this exact same food for half price somewhere else. Well, what Ohana is, if if there's any restaurant at Disney that is more of a full location, feel, music, food, views all together experience it's ohana it's like you got to get there early so you can spend some time in the lobby and then you gotta like you know get a lapu lapu on the way in and then you look outside out you know it's all together it's not just the food on your plate and it always boils down to i could get shrimp anywhere (laughs) well i I like those people then go there and leave that (laughs) reservation available for me god damn it did you know at chili's the skillet is like literally eleven dollars yeah. Or maybe it'll be shrimp fest and red lobster. $20 I, all you can eat. Go. I joke I joke today, but it's not a joke because I saw a thing about how that um Regal Eagle is about to open at um at the America Pavilion. It's a barbecue restaurant. And I joked, I'm like, I can't wait for it to open so I can hear just how good and less expensive your barbecue is back home. Or just that you can get riblets at Applebee's. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing a Sonny's menu with me so I can go to Ket and Gets Relations. Oh, my God. Hold on, hold on a second. Uh, just go. Sandwich only cost me $7.99 with two sides. Just go item by item. <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed that you don't have a salad bar. <laughs> we just got to go. But, I mean, oh God, I mean, and that is in no way. 15 years. I, yeah. I just think that's the thing with any of these theme park items. You have to just start the discussion with, this is more expensive than back home. And then we'll start. Now we'll start talking. Like, speaking of more expensive than back home, Skipper Gritchie, are you excited? The sporks are back. For once, they kind of listened to us. People stole all the sporks. They always listen to us. I don't mean us. I meant people in general. They always listen to us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, guests stole all the sporks from Galaxy's Edge. Stole them all. Ran them out of sporks. And then now they're finally... We, we all said, well, we would pay for them if they would just sell them. And now they're here. Yeah. I'm I'm super excited. They're like $11. Which, when you think about it, you're like $11 is a lot for a spork. But I was just at REI looking at camping. Uh, I don't know. Silverware? Sporks or whatever? That's what they cost. Yeah. Yeah. Camping utensils. And that's what those stupid things cost. It was do silly. they do they come in their own sleeping bag like the Galaxy's Edge one does? That says uh, property of Docking Bay Seven. I know. This... I love that. I love that they put property of Docking Bay Seven. <laughs> Wonderful. Like it someone is... gets it. I don't know who it is, but someone gets it. Yeah, for sure. I was like, well, that's great. I don't think there's anyone who would agree that the merchandise at Disney, their team doesn't get it. They get everything. 
<laughs> and they're, they're smart enough. They they had the problem with all of them getting stolen out at Disneyland, and they, they you know they canceled it pretty quick. But they brought them back here just for the media week, so they could get all the photos from the media people telling you, "Look at this!" And then immediately took them all away from us too. Uh, but they got those those photo ops. You know, everybody's saying how great they are. Yep. And I love I think the... they were just they took them away just so they could make the bags. Yeah. yeah. Just putting them in that bag and selling it for eleven dollars. Property of docking bay seven that is great i, I really so think good. this is a total you know success story of how you know yeah i mean the other thing my other idea was them that's just buy just buy the factory that creates them and just <laughs> put it into the price add I, everything I, up I think they did. yeah they, they did both <laughs> they did both but they were like you know we don't need to just break even on this what can we sell them for and make some money yeah where i yeah. think for the 50th if you ever go to restaurants now a lot of them have a space on the check where you can round up to go to a charity they're going to do that at disney but it's to round up to go to disney <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you want to make this an even uh, dollar amount and bob chapik's making a bigger bonus this year i just i was thinking seriously why don't they just at the beginning of the day like like when you go to you know when you go to church they're like and now we're going to, you know, they're just going to pass the plate. I just, I'm, why don't they just do that? Like when you're standing in line at, um, you know, waiting to go into Festival of the Lion King, just pass the plate. We, we, we remarked how little uh, water elements there are in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Just put more fountains in. People just throw money into any fountain they walk by, and that's an easy collection. Oh, for put sure. A, put a grate down at the bottom of it, and then all the money sinks in the grate. Someone's down there ship, sifting them out. There we go. A new e-ticket attraction. Paid for. Put, put like one of those um change machines like they have by the pool tables at bars, you know, so you can, yeah. you know, the. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or like with Sea oh, World, where you're feeding fish, and you just have it sort of puts out change. Yeah. Throw it <laughs> exactly. in, make a wish. Um, and you're, what you're wishing for is more attractions, so you don't have to stand in all these long lines. Yeah, I, I just went to know. eBay, and uh, people are still trying to sell the Docking Bay Spork. Uh, average is about sixty dollars, but one person has a buy now for two hundred and fifty bucks. I feel like they're gonna have a, a rude awakening. Can, well, yeah, can we say the real victims? Those are the real victims. Person selling a lot of them and then saw that news. How they what must have felt that? I mean, they're probably one of the biggest jerks in the world. But the bad news they got when their item just completely dropped in value overnight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think of the real victims here. I mean. Those are the real victims of this entire thing. Yeah. The people who stole them for eBay are just... I've had, I've had people upset at me because there's a uh, community on Facebook, I'm sure other places too, uh, that sell uh, Disney items to people. They ship, except they're going to the outlets and then raising the prices to normal uh, Disney. Oh, that's the worst. So, they, so people look at Shop Disney, oh, that's the same price. They don't realize that the person rated the outlets. Uh, so they didn't like me going to the outlets and showing people, no, here's all the the items and what they're really paying. So they were upset that I had... <laughs> Affecting their margins that way, realizing that that's ripping people. Were there off. any prominent podcasters in uh, involved in that? <laughs> when I do write a book one day, people will find out the very top of the line uh, podcaster that I once witnessed in the Disney Outlet store buying an item completely out. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Skipper Gritchie. That wasn't. That was nothing. But um, back to Fast Pass. Quickly, um, I don't know how much you guys were both probably paying attention that for a for a short period of time when Hollywood Studios really, you know, no joke, only had like four rides on. 
at all. That was this week. Yeah. Well, they they did move all rides to tier one, which is you can only pick one ride. And then all tier two was like stadium shows. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast and stuff like that. Which now, obviously, there's there's a good side and a bad side, depending on what you think. The upside to it, and I will say for somebody who doesn't plan a month in advance, that left at least one decent ride available every day. Like you could pull up and you'll have maybe swirling saucers or rock and roller coaster. You can pick a couple. They're still available like in the morning at like, you know, 10 a.m. You go in and you can you can get one. Well, they just I okay. can't believe you just said decent ride and used alien swirling saucers and rock and roller coaster like well, an equivalence. Well, what I mean is high demand. When I say that, I just mean high demand. It's a new ride. They're always high demand. I just mean something. Uh, trust me, at Hollywood Studios, the Alien Swirling Saucers is very popular. <laughs> but it's probably one of the most disappointing rides. Right. In, or Especially but, if, for people that have gone out to the Shangri-La that is Disneyland and uh, rode Mater's, uh, whatever, Mater's tow truck, whatever it's called. Yeah. And how whimsical that is, how much longer it is. They have those really cool songs. And then we ha- we have this dumbed-down version that they they made faster so they can get more people through. It's just it's right. so disappointing. Right, right. That being said, I think you would agree that it still is a pretty high-demand ride just because it's new. That's what I meant. Okay. So, anyway. So, they added, starting next week or in a week and a half, um, Millennium Falcon onto FastPass. So, they changed the, the tiers yet again. And now they're going to tier one is just Millennium Falcon and um, Slinky Dog Dash. And then everything else is tier two, which is kind of the old way. And immediately now they're just all gone. Uh, You know, they're all gone for any of those days. And so selfishly, I really liked when they were all one um, thing. Anyway, we haven't booked a single fast pass for March. Yeah, you might want to get on that when it comes to a couple of these. Like, we're pretty bad about that shit. Yeah. The thing with um, well, I know that this is talk just because I'm thinking that Slinky Dog Dash on the brain. The real actual key to that one is going like the last ride of the day. Like, it yeah. really is pretty low because all the kids are just freaking gone by then. <laughs> is, Skip, are you staying on site in March? Yes. Yeah, okay. Coronado. Oh, uh, at the houses or the Grand Casino? Um, I don't, so we booked it through the cast member rate. I don't really know. I think it's grand, but I don't They're both good. Honestly, I, think, I, don't I think now that is one of the uh, best hotel experience. I mean, it doesn't have yeah. uh, the Skyline or Monorail, but in terms of that Three Rivers bar is so awesome. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the walk, just walking before. around the, the grounds, is, it's such a unique resort that nobody can compete with, not even you know Universal, let alone other hotels. Yeah. Uh, it's not just a bunch of rooms unthemed. Uh, you're in distinct areas, and it's yeah. one of the yeah. best cool experiences at Disney. It's really an underrated gem. because I don't think enough people talk about it. No, oh, I love I love Coronado Springs. Like, I've always loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my friends that are coming out, they want to – every time we go, they want to do something different. And that was a resort that we hadn't stayed at yet, so we booked it. Yeah, you'll love it. Oh, it's great. Oh, you've been there. You'll be, they'll, they'll love. Oh it. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's gonna be great. If they ever can get like a, I mean, because you're right. The only thing it doesn't have 
you know, if you're at the resort, you're staying there, it's wonderful. Or if you're willing to make a, a trip just for that, it's wonderful. But it isn't super convenient. If they could ever get that on a gondola, it would be possibly top five <laughs> for <Yeah>. all <laughs> immediately. It is. It, he's, you're you're 100% right, and I hate to say that. I usually am joking. But uh, actually, on the, on the on one of recent Disney Dish podcasts with Lennon, uh, Lynn Testa and Jim Hill, it, it sounds like that if the Skyliner – is really popular with guests and probably doesn't break down again and have a national nightmare news uh, that the expansion would probably be more around that area. And not to like, not to like the Disney Hollywood studios, it would be like Coronado animal kingdom lodge. And that new area that they're building uh, that used to be Flingo crossing, whatever it's going to be. So you can kind of circulate that area and probably animal kingdom, the park. Uh, And that would be a pretty unique experience as well. Yeah. It'd be great. I, I, hopefully that happens. Let's hope so. I do. I love the sky. I, I mean, no one's given the skyliner more crap than me, but I think it's really uh, great. I hope that yeah. it, it can run smoothly for the next 20 years. I don't, I really do not think the term game changer is big enough for that. Like it has completely changed the way you do that section of all property. I mean, you can sit there in all seriousness. Like when I'm on Friday, when I go to Hollywood studios, at some point we're going to pop out, get onto the skyliner and go, go to one of the resorts and, you know, do a little mini bar crawl just because it's so convenient. And that was not the case before. Right. Well, that's we booked a day specifically for that. Yeah. Like, you know, when I was talking to uh, Susie and Casey and my brother, um, that was one of the things that we discussed. We were like, so we've got these days to go to the parks. And they were like, well, we have to do one day Skyliner uh, drink flight. And I'm like, no questions asked. Let's do it. Yeah. I agree. Scoop and Gritchy, are you – I see that we're doing the new – they're finally – did we talk about this? That they're finally doing the new DVC Tower at Disneyland Hotel? Uh, we, we've, we've kind of thrown it out in within other conversations. Yeah. So yeah. it actually looks pretty cool. It doesn't look like it matches the rest of Disneyland Hotel, so it will be – oh, I, I haven't seen the concept art. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's a refreshing change that uh, they're ripping us off and going with the who gives a damn uh, philosophy <laughs> and putting an ugly like Riviera Resort. I mean, there's some neat things about it, but it is so ugly and bland uh, that it really does not fit in with some of the cool stuff we've done at Disney World. Uh, and that's yeah. what you guys are getting out there. Just this crappy tower in between two, I think, great hotels, the iconic Disneyland Hotel. And then you have the Grand California, which is one of Disney's best. And then you just have this really crappy <laughs> tower that is going to cost a lot of money. Wait, well, but yeah. do they have a concept of it? Yeah, I don't yeah see I'm it. looking at it right now. Yeah, look in the uh, if you can. I don't know if you can pull it up, but but um, it, we did have that same discussion about the Riviera. That's kind of what we were saying a couple weeks ago about Riviera. Like basically the same thing. Well, um, my concern is that it's going to look like. like- Oh, sorry. It's gonna be like, no, no, Grand Destino. Riviera is like a step back. This is this yeah. Disney overcame this type of crap when they when they went to the new direction when Michael mm-hmm. Eisner came in. And they really made some unique resorts you can't see anywhere else. This is back to what they were before. This is just a Disney. Well, I don't know if Disney runs it, but a Disney yeah. hotel is just like anything else you can get anywhere else in the world. Uh, yeah, well, we, that's what we're saying. Is what's different about this is the the resorts that we all love transport you to their theme like you're really going to the wilderness you're really going to the polynesian those kind of things these the, these ones do not take even though the the riviera is you know riviera themed it doesn't feel like you're really there yeah. to, you know to, with a certain extent i've seen pictures of france they're not as ugly as that yeah <laughs> oh i see it looks like a modern version of the uh of the design hotel i'm okay with this yeah. all right all right but um 
Are you? I think he's so happy about the Circuit City going into the Marvel superhero land that this does look better in comparison. So we'll give you that one. <laughs> I actually, that's the other thing I have. Like, I have not looked at any of the concept art for any of this stuff. Are they going uh, to have Spider-Man swinging around on that crane? That's what, what else could it be for? Yeah, like, I think that's the dream. That's gonna be awesome. It's just ridiculous. It's gonna. It's it's ridiculous, and I love it. I love ridiculousness. Well, what I'm wondering, remember when they showed that like modern animatronic that does like yeah. a bunch of flips yeah, in the, the flip. air? Yeah. Like I'm wondering if they're gonna have that in the back, like behind buildings. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, so just out out of nowhere, you just see this like crazy, uh, you know, superhero doing all kinds of cool flips and shit yeah. in the air. Because it. Yeah, I think we all know that like they don't need those stuntmen, fake robot stuntmen for movies. They just CGI right. them in. So you got to have it for real life, and this is exactly what they clearly what they had in mind. Stuff like this. I mean, why not throw a couple uh, superheroes through the air back behind the building? That's I mean that yeah. is pretty cool. Well, the way I almost see it is like you know that crane swings around with with Spider Man on it. And just at the point where you don't see Spider-Man because it's essentially backstage, the animatronic all of a sudden like clicks off and fires itself off, jumping across two or three buildings, uh, you know, resetting the crane again and then coming back. Like it just keeps going in circles. It'd be badass. Uh, I, yeah, it should be interesting. So um, I want to jump into um, a hashtag ask sour boner <clears throat> because today – um, everyone's favorite member of Diz Twitter, um, Holly Madison from um, Hugh Hefner and Playboy oh, Game, yes, and the girls next door, posted that she spent a half hour just daydreaming about ranking the Disney parks, which is something that I'm sure we've all done. <laughs> like, what would Holly Madison rank the Disney parks? I tried my hardest to get her to uh, jump on and participate i know are you talking about the to, the ranking yeah <laughs> jump on <Yeah>. what <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Ranking. okay but yes i mean i think i think she seems like the kind of person who would definitely rank disneyland first i think smart girl is what you're saying yeah. because i i put personally i put animal kingdom number one that's number one with california adventure number two Unconventional takes. Yeah, very. Dino Land like, USA is in Drunky's number one Disney theme park. Oh, he's just—he's one of those music snobs that always calls out the deep cuts. Yeah. <laughs> no hits. No hits. Deep no cuts hits. only. <laughs> right, exactly. No hits. Number one land of all time, Dino Land. <laughs> number one nighttime spectacular, Rivers of Light. No hits. Just like Rise of Resistance, Drunky like that so much he's never seen it again. What <laughs> <laughs> no one understands Dinoland USA is it stems from when I worked there, there would be days where I would probably spend three hours a day just like wandering through the part through that area. Like on it just you know, it's like familiarity. It's it's like I have nostalgia for an area no one has nostalgia for. It's <laughs> great. Uh, I would love it so much more. I mean, they have the the carnival games. I I get the whole if you spend thirty minutes, why it's really in depth themed. 
uh, compared to the what you it looks cheap, uh, but it's supposed to be when all that stuff. But if the Carnival Games had great prizes like Skipper Dick Ritchie is blessed with out in uh, Pixar Pier, yeah, I think that's they elevate that area. We just have the worst prizes that are worse. You get in a real car, a cheap carnival. Uh, and it just yeah, doesn't make like, sense with Disney. It's like a, like a styrofoam snake covered. <laughs> in, like, and there's, there's various snakes in Disney property or lore that you could use. Like the one from Robin Hood. You could have, this is the only place you can get this snake as a plush. Right. You know, it's just this generic crappy one that, that you can buy in those catalogs you get uh, 10 for a dollar. Meanwhile, yeah. you guys have Timothy J. Mouse. You have Heimlich's. Uh, Choo Choo Toss, where you get the uh, Bugs Life toys. It's just so ridiculous how much better you guys are uh, compared to us. It's because we care. Actually, to be honest with you, I think it's because they're making up for it. They were like, we're really sorry <laughs> that we were low budget when California Adventure opened, so now you can get cool shit. Mm, could be. But I will, La yeah. Luna. The, the Pixar La Luna. La Luna. Favorite. I know. It's awesome. Yeah, you can go to the stars and everything. It's so great. Yeah, talk about deep cut. Yep. That's a deep cut. See, so I would love it. Do you love deep cuts? Yeah, we love the deep cuts. Love the love deep going cuts. Deep. Going deep. Going deep. Yep. <laughs> so, but I, it is disappointing that she says I ranked all the Disney parks, and yet she didn't feel like taking the hot she, takes yeah, like a sharing that, one of. Them. She did not share one of them. Like here's no. my favorite. Nope, nothing. I, Nothing. Did, I, I took this time. <laughs> Meanwhile, in in like you know celeb Diz Twitter, um, uh. The guy from uh, Blink-182 came out with some hot takes about Disneyland just out of the blue. Scorching oh, hot Yeah, scorching. <laughs> so uh, it was like, it's always fun when you get to see, um, you know. Meanwhile, the regular rest of his Twitter went private or no disabled their accounts. <laughs> so it, was a, it was a crazy weekend. <laughs> it is nuts. I don't know, man. People get a. You definitely shouldn't mix mix romance and uh, Diz Twitter. No, I saw somebody. There was some girl that posted. She was all like, "If you're a Diz Twitter guy that like hits on all the girls, you should know we talk to each other." And I was just like, "Oh man, I wonder what the hell happened to her." Like, <laughs> that was a threat to basically naming you, calling you out, Skipper Gucci. Me? I don't talk to anybody online. I thought you were the you. king of the DMs. Oh, I'd like to slip into some no, DMs he was, for sure. Uh, he was the king of the BMs, the bowel movement. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was a, typo, you, a big typo on that one, Rocky. <laughs> my, uh, my DMs are 3 o'clock Rum Runners, you and Rhiannon for today's show. Uh, we have a rise, uh, or we have a chat that talks about movies where you can talk about spoilers. Uh, I have a tiki chat. Uh, new Oh, and then after that, Going all the way back to uh, January twelfth, New Year, New Year's adventure. Oh, and then Mr. Monkey, Mr. Monkey at the beginning of the month. Uh, oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't really do a whole lot of the DMing. Yeah. We well, need to work I'd on like that. To. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if any of the lovely ladies want to, you know, apparently you're the only one. I, I guess so. I like DMing Drunky, and then he replies like four days later. Ooh. Apparently, I'm not high on his list of priorities. No, no, no. That's that's a uh, that's a standard. That's okay. That is standard. Yeah, that's that's super drunky. Yeah, super <laughs> super weenie hut junior once texted me about me like something about like hey I'm coming to town and like I did see him while he was here and then I got the message after the fact I'm like yeah <laughs> I think I I think it'll work out. 
think I'll text uh, Drunky for thoughts and suggestions on an article. When he gets back to me, I say, it got published already three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the help. It was about the new edition called uh, 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 Mission Breakout. Perfect. Brand new. Um, you know what? Speaking of something a little bit new, or is new, uh, in the new France Pavilion Air edition, I did not know this crepes place is also going to have table service and quick service. That is shocking. Just what we needed. Another Another one. They do need more because uh, electric umbrellas. I don't think it's closed yet, but it's closing, you know, any yeah. day now, right? So they. But it does say they have lots of ciders and wines, so I'm excited. So. Did you guys talk about the Beauty and the Beast sing along in the France Pavilion? No, it never really came up. It's not so, but um, I I'm not super. I have not done it yet, but I know. Is it, is it true that they were play? They said they were going to play both, and then they really just played that, and then at the end of the day played the regular yeah. France movie like once. Yeah. Yeah. Like, after, like after seven in a park that closes at nine. <laughs> but gotta... We call those universal hours in the theme park business. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be skip. We'll have to do. Um, I've always wanted to do this. I never got around to it. My goal once was to do a day of just I want to do like a high society Epcot day where all I do are the shows. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, and drink. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously. I don't know if it'll be this trip, but I might fly back out for it. It's Yeah, there's just too much going on. It's just because you, you need a whole day for this. Right. Right. No. Well, and the problem is that Susie and Casey are not interested in, like, waiting in line. They're more interested in, like, bars, food, bars. Right. So... Oh, people yeah. who aren't who, who don't like waiting in line, they're gonna love Walt Disney World. They're gonna have a blast. Oh no, they they've been. They, they come <laughs> out. They come out for St. Patrick's Day every year, but we don't really like. We don't ride rides. We just go for like the experience at the park, and uh, we we look at it as the most expensive cover charge. Yeah, that's that's exactly how we look at it. We're just like, hey, we're paying a hundred dollars so we can go to the Tune In Lounge. Yeah, worth it. There, there is something to be said about having, you know, a margarita outside the Mexico, Mexico Pavilion. I mean, it's really, it's charming. It's really nice. Yeah, that, that's it's a part awesome. of Disney World that it's hard to describe to people because so much is based around the rides and uh, the lines and fast pass and stuff like that. But there's moments like that that you just don't get in other parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, well, that that's, is, that's I think that's what keeps people coming back. St. Patrick's Day, we kind of schedule our Mexico time around when the mariachis are going to play. And uh, and you we know cut, once we get uh, so, skip I hate to break it we cut those. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be the worst. The real one. But I will say I actually this was always my thought when you know a lot of people get based on this whole um, really caught up on IP in World Showcase and whether you know but I think honestly from a pers- Disney perspective it's not the thematic integrity that is the issue. I think. The, the thing that they could easily lose is as of right now in the city of Orlando in the Orlando local area, Epcot is the one park that people who hate theme parks still go to um, because it's you're going to get with some people from work and you're going to go drink around the world or whatever. And they make a lot of money off those people. Oh, yeah, they do. And um, like I have some friends that they. The problem with the Frozen ride coming instead of Maelstrom is not that it's like, – people don't – like 
casual guests don't give a shit. They're like, but they want a Norway ride. So what you lost was not the fact that you didn't lose the characters or you brought the characters. It's that now you can't just do that ride, walk up and ride it. For for 20 years, you could just show up and ride the Norway ride. And now it's like a whole day event to like plan around. Yeah. How, many, how long has it been open? Because we still haven't gone on it. Yeah, because you can't. I mean, unless you plan your whole day around riding this Frozen ride. 100%. Not a thing. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And that's where uh, some, my friends are like, whatever happened to the Norway ride? And I'm like, it's still there. They're like, you just can't ride it. They're like, what do you mean you can't ride it? I'm like, well, you can. But, like, you either have to get a, you know, time day around a fast pass. And most of these people that come, that don't, they, they don't have the ability to get early fast passes. And, or, you have to wait an hour and a half. And you can't just throw an hour and a half wait into drinking around the world that doesn't really work yeah that doesn't work <laughs> like hey, hey we're on our fifth country and we're gonna stay here for an hour and a half standing in line for the norway ride yeah. so anyway well, that to some, me some theme parks disney like universal have bars inside the queues of their attractions like that is Hogwarts right. express that so is would right. your opinion change if norway had a beer stand in the ride of frozen ever after Yes, if and only if it was set up like Dumbo, where you could go in and hang out in the bar, and then they just call your number and you ride like the Dumbo ride. There you go. I approve of that. See, Dumbo ride is the is the I think it's the virtual queuing everybody can get behind. Um. So anyway, there's that. Uh, let's see, anything else that we need to talk about? I don't think so. Citrico's is they're really going to change their name to the uh, Victorian Alberts <laughs> Bistro. <laughs> really? Yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts of the... I, I know that uh, Tom Corliss and WWNT really got raked over the coals a couple of years ago when they talked about uh, kind of like, the, not, I don't know if they want to say demolition, but the complete overhaul of Grand Floridian. People kind of laughed. And that's basically what we've seen. It's it, not, yeah. not all but once. But they've really changed with this Beauty and the Beast bar oh, yeah. uh, from the orchestra and stuff. Now this, what, what do you are? You, were you a big fan of these changes, or do you think this is a bad way to go? I, I, I'm not. A, I've I've always loved Citrico's. Um, I think the whole idea is that the the brass of Disney doesn't feel that this Grand Floridian, which they promote as their grand flagship resort, is on par with other flagship resorts around the world, and I'll tell you, around the time they were talking about this, as I'm sure this is about where they got their their information, I also heard from one of these where my husband works for a construction company, and they and they said they got the the job for a new hotel by the Grand Floridian, and I go, that doesn't make any sense. I go, but what does make sense is that the Grand Floridian is. The new hotel by the Grand Floridian, <laughs> yeah, um, and that it's basically is, and so I'm I'm not surprised at all. I mean, really, if you try to like they say they they compare it to the Four Seasons. I mean, if you try to put these two side by side, Disney is going after their whole business plan moving forward is based on getting new guests that aren't already fans, and that's really hard to do if your product without the nostalgia factor does not meet the same standards and that's where i think they're at and so i, I think it is a uh, i don't necessarily on a personal level agree with it or like it but i see their point 
I like the idea when they first announced the. I mean, as as little as Beauty and the Beast makes sense in the Grand Floridian, I like the I love Beauty and the Beast, even though it's represented very well in Walt Disney World. But I, I like having more of it. I love that movie. I just don't like what they did. I did not think in this world of great new bars we've been getting. You yeah. know, I hate to keep throwing Universal in, but uh, Strong Water Tavern uh, is an unbelievable bar at a at a onsite hotel. And this oh, is just bridges. Three Bridge, yeah, exactly, and, and uh, the Dahlia Lounge with their views. This just doesn't appeal to anybody. It's not Beauty and the Beast enough for Beauty and the Beast fans, and it's it's just a overpriced bar with crappy drinks for everybody else. So I, mean, I don't know who the audience is for this. I one. don't know because you're right that there are. And no, it, it, you don't even have to mention Universal. You can just look at Geyser Point, home run. Guys, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Banana, Banana Cabana, home run. Yeah. Big time. Um, you know, there are home runs that have been built within the last two years that, and then you go in here and you're like, what exactly did you do this for? Cause it's, it's not better than Meisner's <laughs> for mo- for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, 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 it definitely lost feels like, opportunity. I think I would agree on lost opportunity. So Skipper to Gritchie, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this one because I believe with you, Casey and Susie, you're going to go in and get the full experience of the Enchanted Rose. Oh yeah, for sure. You'll you'll have the time to give it a full go, which sometimes I just don't have, and um, I think you're going to give it a full go. And I'd, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Um, maybe I'm just not the target audience for this. Oh, I mean, we're we're going to be doing it during the monorail bar crawl, so we're definitely going to, you know, you know the way we do it. We just get there. And we hang out for an hour or two and just eat and drink whatever they want to bring us. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about going and seeing it, but I'm really sad to lose my because that was that was always a fun stop. Yeah, I yeah. I do think those uh, Derek to bring up what you were talking about though. These are all little bits along the way of that that what they are. It is going to be this. I don't know if gutting is the right word, but but. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. I was gonna say, Skipper, enjoy the outer rim while you're in this town because next time, who knows? It could be a, a Tron bar or something like that with no How Tron. Be fine with that. Bring in yeah. Electronica. Electronica at the Contemporary would be awesome. Now, well, that brings up you bring that up, uh, Derek. Uh, we had um, talked to a, a a guy we know who is in management over there, and. It has been thrown around in this whole idea of flagship resorts that the same thing over there. They're going to get this major overhaul. It's just, it's going to come. And the outer rim as it is, is not up to snuff either. Um, agreed. It's, it's, I mean, but who knows how extreme it's going to go. Um, I think we can all agree that um, Chef Mickey's probably is the most biggest waste of prime real estate at Disney World. Um that could be out in the convention area and do the exact same money. Yeah. Um, no, they did it. <laughs> they, they brought it down there for a while. Yeah. And then and did people, no changes. It's one of those refer, like pizza reserve, you know, putting a million dollars in the kitchen and you're still yeah. serving the same crappy microwave pizzas. What did they do with them? Why was this oh, even that? Was that was such a disappointment. Yeah. That was a disappointment and a half for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we all expected, especially since between the time Pizza Rizzo or Pizza Planet closed and that opened, Blaze Pizza opened. So it's like, oh, wow. They, you can make great pizza really fast and for a good price. Yeah. yeah it sets your expectations. Like, what are they going to do in the park? Not just the same crappy pizza. Yeah. I mean. Well, they need to do what they did with, like, the Mexican restaurant in Epcot and let Blaze Pizza run yeah. the kitchen side of Pizza, pizza Rizzo. 
I think that's everyone's number one question. Yeah. No. That it's got. I mean, yeah. No one knows. No one one knows. knows. Um. What were we just talking about? Outer rim. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. That uh, because it really is crazy when you go to and I heard they just went up again. These character dinners. We went. I didn't look at the prices. We just booked it. Maybe this was now maybe almost probably two years ago now. You know, we had some friends. We were like, let's just go. Let's hit it. You know, let's hit that and then go watch the fireworks. And, you know, we have a family of four. And I want to say it was over $200. Yep. Um, I mean, it was like at Chef Mickey's. And it really, I mean, that that really is like, that's the one that just smacks you in the face. Like, wait a minute. We just, this is what we got for $200. Okay. Yeah. Ohana, <laughs> you can kind of uh, delude yourself into thinking, well, it's steak. Yeah. You got these chicken wings, uh, which are unbelievable. You have all these little accoutrements. This yeah. is the, the the dessert, the, the the bread pudding and the ice cream. I mean, that's really stuff. Okay, I can justify it. Then you go to Chef Mickey's and you're like, there's trick cereal in these things. <laughs> I mean, come on. Now. <laughs> so true. It really is so true. Oh, it is so true. That's funny. Oh, God. Man, I don't know if there's anything else we really need to, to uh, discuss. No, that, was a, that was a fast was hour. I know. So, Derek Bergen, how are you uh, handling retirement? I think the podcast world misses my voice. It's like a lost in the community. I think people are desperate for more Derek Bergen. So we'll re- reevaluate the positions and maybe get myself a solo podcast out there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I love enjoying the time. It's allowed me to catch up on TV. Yeah. <laughs> worthy TV shows. Now that I, I just found out on, uh, I posted on Twitter that I've had a free HBO for the last 10 years and I had no idea. It's in my HOA feed. I just had no idea about that. So I uh, just binged Watchmen in a weekend. Uh, I'm watching The Outsider right now. I still haven't seen Game of Thrones. There's a lot of great TV. Uh, it's not TV, it's HBO, uh, that I have to catch up on. So without podcasting, I now have extra time in my week. That's what you get for doing this thing called preparing. <laughs> That's what you that, – that was your downfall. Um, I, I do want to throw in this one um, uh, Ask Sour Boner, though, from Laura, Laura's Brink. It's a good one. I, I want to read it. I haven't read it yet, but I think we – this is some real advice we can actually jump in on. For our June trip, they have the ability to book six fast passes a day for three days, 90 days in advance. I don't know what. Okay. So How she's she she's low-key right now, humble bragging that they're staying club level and they've upgraded to the uh, – Oh, right. You can do buy there. Yeah. Right. But she's not, she's not outwardly bragging. She's making sure you infer that she's humble. It's a double humble brag, basically. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So the first three pass-pass fo- follow normal booking rules, and the second three have no rules – Tears Park. This is great. You can they can have a second park. That's incredible. But you can't have a second dupe. Well, I think they do dupe. that because three of the parks don't have six rides to get a fast pass at. It's it's absolutely or the ones you really would would want to. It's um, Epcot. We only have five rides right now. You're gonna have to go somewhere else if you want to use the six fast pass. Honestly, if it was, man, that is pretty. That is pretty sweet. So That's really, what would you do for three days? Um, do you, well, do you see, I mean, we, we just kind of talked about FastPass. Do you think this is how Disney could quote unquote fix FastPass is just eliminate all this free stuff and make you buy it like this. And it opens up an opportunity that she's having that we can't, that's really great uh, that you can do whatever you want. I think you'd want that flexibility. Uh, we all would, or do they keep the system now and you really, you can't do stuff like that. And you and I are shut out from FastPass. Right. I mean, at this point, like that. 
Yeah, at this point, um, for the main rides, we are unless you really have great flexibility, and that's what you know. When, whenever this comes up, of you know, fast pass benefits locals or whatever, it's like the one thing that is not taken into account in that is the flexibility of of not of being on vacation is something that you know you could plan six days and hey, I got you know mine train on Wednesday, so I guess we're going to Magic Kingdom on Wednesday. You know. Yep. That's what you do have when you're on vacation is the flexibility of, of kind of being able to spread that out. Um, but when you have one day, like let's say this next Saturday, there for most part, like a lot of these fast passes, I'm shut out on. I'm not going to get any of the yeah. big rides. Um, but I do also, and I'm, this is probably an unpopular opinion, and I think Skip would probably agree with me on this. I And what you're talking about, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that – on-site club level stays buy you better yeah. offers. No, <laughs> like, they are. You, are, Laura, you are overpaying for your room. You deserve something better than what you're about to get to sleep. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally. And they're making you. What's worse is that they should probably get these free fast passes for what they're paying. Uh, no, they have to pay even more for that, and it's weird. Yeah. I think you have to commit for three days or more, and you have to get everyone in your party. Uh, so they are spending a healthy commitment to this. No, they deserve something extra. You pay to pay, baby. Yep. Well, one of the days you definitely line up three top Magic Kingdom attractions in the evening, and it would be awesome. Just like yeah. bam, bam, bam. Um, that would be great. Um, Drunky, do you like how uh, out in Disneyland the Skipper Dick Ritchie? I mean, forget they have Max Pass, which is awesome, but the fact that you can't book it ahead of time, uh, so that way you would, you and I would, if they did that over here, you and I would probably be able to get a good chance to get Mind Train if we wanted on that day yes. or Flight of Passage that day because it resets every day, whereas we're effectively yeah. locked out. Yes, I think Max Pass in Disneyland is a more user-friendly system than what we have here in Florida. I think what happened here in Florida and why that it is here is the like you've been on a Facebook Messenger board before. Those are the people who want this. You know, they want to make these, they want to wake up. People say, oh, I hate to plan my day 90 days in advance. That's misery. Not for these people. Nope. They love they the dining plan. You could them live for this. There's a hundred reasons why this is horrible for you. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. They freaking love it. Those are the people, and they outnumber us yep. 10 to 1. Um, They're like bugs. Yeah. They, <laughs> they love, it's like love bug season all year long in the Disney yeah. Facebook. <laughs> I, I really think in this discussion, what gets lost a lot is how we are outnumbered by the general public that aren't Disney hardcore. Like these fans, like we're outnumbered a hundred to one um, in everything. So <laughs> I can you tell know, you these... that from the outlets, they Disney put out a ton of stuff for the Haunted Mansion 50th anniversary. Really great ride. All the hardcore fans love it. All of it went to the outlets. The, the, the niche fan base just isn't there in terms of their broad appeal for this type of stuff. But we yeah. we all love certain things. We love Tower Terror and stuff like that. But the average person likes Aliens Rolling Squassers, the, the yep. person in Iowa. Uh, so yep. what are you going to do? We can do all the podcasts we want, but money talks and they're talking. Yep. So thankfully, yep. Skip, we still have, um, yeah. we still have uh, uh, you know, bar crawls. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Monor- uh, can't wait. Not Monorail, Skyliner bar crawls now. God, Skip, uh, you're right, Derek. Laura, who love Laura, she's jumping in. Not only are we getting the humble brag from the that the sec, the follow up is I should add we already have Savi reservation for day one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
but she's she's like I didn't the person bought their own. I didn't want them watching my experience. He had to buy his own. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Love you, Laura. That's funny. We, like it is funny. We're just giving you a hard time, but that is funny. Um, we're just you're jealous. gonna have a we're we're insanely jealous in it. Yeah. in a passive aggressive podcasting. Yes, exactly. But um, so perfect. So let's see. Let's make sure there's anything else that we got. No, we're good. So. Did they, oh, I wanted to, like, I need to discuss, I wanted Rhiannon for this, but maybe you guys can help too. Jeff Cohen jumped in with an SR boner because I spend a lot of time at these places, but I am the kind of person I do not like, if I'm at a pool bar, I do not like table service. I like, I enjoy the act of walking up to the bar and getting my drink. I'm a, I'm a person who likes to be on the move. So he wants to know. He knows Wilderness Lodge DVC pool has geyser point servers bring you drinks, but what other resorts at Disney have servers bring you drinks? And there aren't many. Well, they don't really have many full service type bars. They have really crap. I mean, one of the, (laughs) you know, I'm loving Universal. I have no more to be out to you, but the difference between Universal pool bars and Disney's is just night and day. Uh, So there's no reason to have a full service pool bar pedals when it's just this little crappy to go window, basically. Uh, but when you have these full kitchens and stuff like that and the full bars, then you have much more options and it makes more sense to have a server going around because they're going to get uh, the upgraded food and stuff like that. There's really and, nothing for food at most Disney pools. And these um, at Disney, they're also seasonal. Like I know uh, uh, Old Key West did it for a while. Um, you can't count on it. Uh, the, right. and, and that's one of the things that I've talked to you that are actually really – some people really like poolside servers, and I don't blame them. They just have yeah. a different – I'm 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 an antsy guy. I like getting up. I love walking to the bar. So, um, but I know that's something that people really want. So, so do you um, like making your own bed rather than housekeeping? I, mean, I don't understand this process of. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. instead of having somebody come bring me a Miller Lite, I'd really rather go up, risk losing yeah. my hair, and going to get my own. I'm a, I just I, like to wander. I like to wander. It's the same reason I don't like a standby line. I don't want to stand there in one spot. I want to like move around. You know, I want to just keep moving. So anyway, All right, here's what I wanted to bring up for Universal. And this is I don't for you too, Skipper. You guys like the St. Patrick's Day. Have you ever done Mardi Gras at Universal, which is a four month celebration? But I think yeah. it's right up the alley because it's focused on on alcohol and really uh, great food and music. Uh, I think it's awesome, and you guys would love it. Uh, I did it when I was on the on the college program, and we had a good time for sure. Yeah, I actually wrote a parade float last year. That's fun, isn't it? That's yeah. fantastic. I wrote a float. Except they don't let you bring a beer on the uh, parade float. That's the only downside. Um, you or for like drive. the hour, you have to wait in a little like lobby area waiting to get on. We may have snuck some in, but you definitely was not. We were. It was definitely frowned upon. We were those people. It wasn't encouraged, right? It was definitely not encouraged. Like we were definitely <laughs> those people. They're just looking at you like you're gonna be the ones that like throw other things off the like your shirts off the uh, off the thing. <laughs> But, I remember when I, I was first um, covering Universal and stuff like that, and I, was, I, I really liked the Mardi Gras parade, and one of the uh, Disney fans uh, were, were looking at the parades, and the, the, the floats are pulled by like these Ford F-450s like that, and they were like, that's the difference. You know, you look at Festival Fantasy or whatever. I mean, Disney parades are really awesome, 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is kind of low rent. And then I was watching uh, New Orleans Mardi Gras, and that's what they do for their float. So it was it's Universal bad. making an intentional uh, decision uh, that I had no idea that it was accurate to the Mardi Gras. Yes, parade. I had I had read that somewhere as well that it makes sense. That, yeah, that's to be more authentic. authentic. Yeah, no, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, it is kind of low rent, but then, no, you know, it's actually authentic. Us, but see, you have to understand. For us at Walt Disney World fans, we don't really know what parades are. Skipper to Richie out in California yeah. knows what parades are. We got parades. Yeah, you got parades. They're getting a new parade. Multiple nighttime parades. So disgusting. (laughs) It is. We literally are the straw that stirs it. Without us, it all falls apart. The entire Walt Disney Company. And we're the the redheaded stepchild down here where they are the favored ones over there. I know. Today I made a joke. I was like, because people were talking about, there's a lot of, of, like, infighting among individuals on the, you know, the social media. And I'm like, no, next time you want to comment on drama delete it and just demand in your tweet a date a nighttime parade at the magic kingdom (laughs) like every time you're thinking of writing about like i don't know one of these silly no erase it just put we demand a nighttime parade at the magic kingdom we need every single one to just all day just kind of like skipper Richie did to bob Iger about disney life yeah you got a shawshank in (laughs) <laughs> and just know that you're gonna you're gonna be banned for a little while and blocked, but it works out. Everybody's happy now. Disney Plus is here. Yep, you're welcome. We have, yep, and we have Disney Plus, and now you're you're even getting a um a little Bo Peep show, Skipper Gritchie. Yeah, I saw that. I'm excited. Life in the lamp, lamp life. Yep. It's the second best thing to the Lapu life. Oh. I'm going to be living the lap of life in just over a month. Yep. Man, I know, man. Well, that does bring us to the end of the three o'clock parade. We went a little over, but we did have special guest, the former enemy of the three o'clock parade, possible future enemy. Um, <laughs> Mr. To be, Derek to be determined. Bergen. Derek Bergen. The evil Derek Bergen. So, and the barking of the Chini, the oh. official dog of Diz Twitter. That was wonderful. And um, the let's see, uh, what's your dog's name again? Bacini. Sorry, I want to say it correctly. Bacini. Bacini. Uh, so Bacini. I'm not being a jerk. I'm just saying the final float of the night is Bacini coming down the Main Street USA, um, in the new nighttime spectacular brought on by everyone's demanding tweets. <laughs> So, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next time on L3 O'Clock Parade. And we'll bring Rhiannon back. Woo! What if the guests demand I replace her? What are you going to do then? I don't think we're going to have that problem. <laughs> I don't think problem. <laughs> All right, bud. Thanks, gang. See ya! All right. America did not exist. Four centuries of work, bloodshed, loneliness, and fear created this land. We built America, and the process made us Americans. A new breed, rooted in all races, stained and tinted with all colors, a seeming ethnic anarchy. Then, in a little time, we became more alike than we were different. A new society. Not great but fitted by our very faults for greatness. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Twain. What's that? 
Perhaps you recognize those inspiring words from one of America's great writers. Uh, no, Dr. Franklin, I don't recall writing anything like that. Oh, my, of course not. They're from the pen of John Steinbeck, back in the 20th century. Why, it seems he has nearly the same spirit as the founding fathers themselves. Well, listen to the proud elder statesman. Mr. Twain, pride is one of our national passions. Even those who overcome it are proud of their humility. Easy now. I was born modest. Fortunately, more off. <laughs> uh, Dr. Franklin is our genuine American antique. I suppose our story begins with you. Actually, it started long before even my time. It started when dreams and visions of a new world were shrouded in the myths and legends of an old world. Finally, through those early mists of uncertainty, sailed the first great adventurers. This tiny ship is the Mayflower, carrying pilgrims in search of their dream, a dream of religious freedom. So, if you'll pardon an old man's pride, for me, this is the beginning of the American adventure. This ocean I'm waiting to see A land for these people Who dream to be free So stand by the mainsail The fierce storms will race Aloft with he mates Our king Neptune will face you think that these landlubbers Never would last This cargo of pilgrims Twelve week for the mast it's land ho, me hearties, at last we've arrived, and praise be to God, nearly all have survived. But a look o'er this wilderness brings me to dread that the first bitter winter may leave all more dead. They call themselves pilgrims. Poor wretched souls With a dream to be free In the new world there go Yes, far from welcoming the early settlers, this land severely challenged them. It was a struggle for survival that gained but a tiny toehold in a vast, untamed wilderness. In the decades that followed, a new challenge began to emerge. We were growing more and more apart from the mother country. Passion began to govern, and she never governs wisely. Ha! The British think it's fools we be. If they tax our trade, then our land be next, and soon all else we possess. Hear me now. You ask defense against the French and the Indians. Should you not help pay for it? Parliament's colonial policy is both arbitrary and unjust. That's nonsense. The same tea that cost you three shillings a pound costs us six. First, we spoke out with our voices. Then, we spoke out with action, with a growing defiance that led to the Boston Tea Party. Hey, yeah, yeah. 
ye! By royal proclamation, His Majesty King George the Third hereby sets Look at this! They're closing the harbor! But surely we can work something out. Our king feels we've wronged him. Your king, you Tory! Either we cut the ties with England, or we surrender our liberty! Finally, the time had come to speak with one voice in a declaration of independence. Ah, good evening, Mr. Jefferson. Have you finished the new draft yet? Those are new drafts all over the floor, Dr. Franklin. It seems one stroke of this pen brings two changes from Congress. I told you John Adams should have written this. Oh, by his own admission, you can write circles around him. Mr. Adams has not been prisoner in this loft for 17 days. I shall continue tomorrow. You must continue now. Thomas, it is difficult to make 13 clocks chime at the same time, but we must carefully justify this separation. Dr. Franklin, while you slept soundly through the meeting this afternoon, we did manage to justify separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. To secure another night up here. At least you got shoes, mate. There's not a dozen left what can say that. Ah, don't tell me, friend. Tell the good general there. Tell him that half his camp has got typhus, smallpox, or dysentery. And there be not a ration amongst us. Now we can forage for hickory nuts. Aye, while the English overindulge in our Philadelphia's fine food and drink. Uh, Tis a strange war we shoulder, George Washington. Congress sleeps warmly in York. And the British, the British party in Philadelphia. And we freeze or starve to death here in Valley Forge. prevail and achieve perhaps our greatest dream. Thirteen very different colonies became the United States of America and we were free to become an entire nation of dreamers and doers. Westward bound, Dr. Franklin, to new frontiers. To the age of Samuel Langhorne Clemens. Well, I like to think Mark Twain was part of all that.
Yes, sir, Dr. Franklin. You founding fathers gave us a pretty good start, don't you know? We still had some things to learn the hard way. Seems a whole bunch of folks found out we the people didn't yet mean all the people. Folks like Frederick Douglass. Even amidst the cricket song here along Mark Twain's beloved Mississippi, I hear the noise of chains and the crack of the whip. Yet there is hope. Hope born from the words of Harriet Beecher Stowe. Uncle Tom's cabin has given our nation a key which can unlock the slave prison to millions. Anti-slavery is no longer a thing to be prevented. It is grown too abundant to be snuffed out like a lantern. Troublemakers like Douglas got us into this mess. He only wanted freedom, not war. Well, listen to my abolitionist brother. What? Paul, he's going to make a real good Billy Yank. We got a good cause, Johnny Reb. Quiet, both of you. You're going to ruin Ma's birthday. No, no. Ain't nothing going to ruin today. We're all together. That's what counts. Now, you go ahead, Mr. Brady. All right, everybody. Oh, real still now. Two brothers on their way, two brothers on their way, two brothers on their way, one wore blue and one wore gray. One wore blue and one wore gray as they marched along their way. The fife and drum began to play. All on a beautiful morning One was gentle, one was kind One was gentle, one was kind One came home, one stayed behind A cannonball, don't pay no mind Cannonball, don't pay no mind If you're gentle or if you're kind It don't think of the folks behind All on a beautiful morning All on a beautiful morning At last, the terrible civil war ended. The time had come to rebuild our shattered nation. And a new wave of immigrants would help us do it. From around the world they came, these new Americans. A thousand noble currents, wrote Herman Melville, all pouring into one. Seems there was a new dawn coming for the American adventure. Enough! Enough of your words! Let your new dawn lead to the final sunset on my people's suffering. When I think of our condition, 
see men of my own race treated as outlaws or shot down like animals. I hope that all of us may be brothers with one country around us and one government for all. From where the sun now stands, I will fight no more. Forever. The wisdom of the great Chief Joseph reminded us once again of our long, painful journey through the frontiers of human liberty. Woman has shown equal devotion with man to the cause of freedom. Together, they have made this country what it is. We ask justice. We ask equality. Well, here we are, back in the heat of Franklin's Philadelphia again. We're a hundred years old today. We came a long way in that first century. But like Susan B. Anthony, we're still speaking out. And why shouldn't we, Mr. Twain? As Tom Edison says, discontent is the first necessity of progress. Edison, uh, afraid I don't place the name. Edison's that young phonograph inventor. Why, this great hall is filled with new inventions. There's Otis Elevator, Corliss Magnificent Steam Engines. And don't forget me telephone, the true hallmark of progress. Aha! Behold the proud Scots. That's right. Carnegie Steel built this place. Aye, and it'll soon build a new concert hall for New York. Oh, Carnegie Hall, eh? It'll never last. The donating libraries. Andy, that's grand idea. She's an age for grand ideas. An era for innovation. A dawn for new awareness. A time to challenge the frontiers of a new century. century on the wings of invention and the winds of change. But our America, the beautiful, she was changing too. We needed people like Teddy Roosevelt and an outspoken naturalist, John Muir, to get our attention. Beautiful. Bully beautiful. Those falls are magnificent. Aye, Mr. President. But it won't last if the timber thieves have their way. John, you may be right, but the country's growth is putting a tremendous demand on our resources. Any fool can destroy trees. Why, for more than 3,000 years, God has cared for our giant sequoias, saved them from drought, disease, avalanches, and floods. But he cannot save them from fools. Now, John, you know I can't ask lumbering to stop completely. All I ask is that we stop massive destruction. What will our children inherit? 
Seedlings? Of course not! I realize we're not building this country for a generation alone. I know we've got to expand our parks. Then start it here and now. Make this valley a part of Yosemite National Park. Well, I guess we needed those national parks. Seems the simple life of my day was slipping away. Ready or not, we were soon thrust into the hectic role of a world leader and into the war to end all wars. Stop hours after his departure from New York, Captain Charles Augustus Lindbergh successfully landed his Spirit of St. Louis in Paris last week. Lucky Lindy's solo flight across the Atlantic has certainly placed him among the greatest in a long line of American pioneers. Today, October 29th, 1929, Wall Street became America's greatest wall of rubble. This stock market crash has tarnished the golden dreams of millions. <laughs> sure, buy four of my apples, and I'll loan you back to ten cents. <laughs> hey, Sam, <laughs> I heard tell there's New York millionaires are selling apples, too. <laughs> you, you means ex-millionaires, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it looks like the storm is finally letting up. Well, maybe the Sunday drivers will come out hunting for gas. Ain't many folks who pay no 18 cents a gallon. Hey, hey, listen, fellas. Old FDR's been inaugurated. The whole truth, frankly and boldly, this great nation will endure, as it has endured, will revive and will prosper. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Yeah, I sure hope he's right. Folks could use a little prosperity around these parts. <laughs> yes, sir. Before this depression, we sure had enjoyed special blessings. Hold it. But you I know, think it's it Will Rogers. To me that we was a mighty cocky nation. We'd begun to believe that the height of civilization was an automobile, a radio, and a bathtub. Of course, now we're a whole lot smarter. Now Congress wants to trim down the Navy so it'll fit into the bathtub, too. You know, it seems to me like we're the only nation in the world that waits till we get into a war before we start getting ready for it. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, 
the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces. This old top back in the fight? We'll sure try, sailor. Hey, what did you fellas do? Let the whole Nazi fleet use you for target practice? Yeah, no wonder they got us working double shifts. Great way to celebrate the holidays with our guys over there. Cheer up, Jane. Maybe we'll all be together by next Christmas. Spread your golden wings Sail on freedom's wind Cross the sky Great bird With your golden dreams Flying high Flying high America You must keep dreaming your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. I have a dream this afternoon that the brotherhood of man will become a reality in this day with this faith. 40 feet down, two and a half, picking up the set, four forward, four forward, drift into the right a little, contact light, okay, engine stop, we copy it down, Eagle, tranquility base here, the Eagle has landed.
Mr. Twain, what do you think of our America now? I think the Founding Fathers never dreamed of an America like this. <laughs> of course not. We weren't dreamers. We were visionaries. That is why our Constitution withstands the rigors of time. Easy now, Dr. Franklin. This nation's still just a youngster, don't you know? Why, some countries have been around for 50 centuries. We're uh, barely into our third. That's true. But look what we've accomplished in that tiny span of time. My dear doctor, earlier you found John Steinbeck so inspiring. And he also sounded this warning. We now face the danger which in the past has been the most destructive to the human. Success, plenty, comfort, and ever-increasing leisure. No dynamic people has ever survived these dangers. I may have invented these bifocals I'm wearing, but I can assure you they are not rose-colored. Mr. Twain, the golden age never was the present age. But with human liberty, we can fulfill the promise and meaning of America. To everyone a chance, believe Thomas Wolfe. To all people, regardless of their birth, the right to live, to work, to be themselves, and to become whatever their visions can combine to make them. This is the promise of America. Mr. Twain, tis easy to see, hard to foresee, but I foresee the American adventure to continue a long, long time. America!